Hey there everyone, this is Clay with ModernLove.Life and before I go ahead and get started here, if you like what we're doing here on this channel, please go ahead and give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, or um, go ahead and click that like, or the, the bell icon rather, next to the subscribe button uh, so that you can get notified next time we do some live videos like this one. Um, so today we're talking about why relationships fail and um, it's, it's not as simple as you might think. I mean, oftentimes people think, oh, well, my relationship failed because, I don't know, my partner cheated on me or because we fought all the time or something like that. And the reason is actually a little bit more uh, simple if you kind of look down beneath all of the things that might cause a relationship to fail. Um, and there's really, there's really two things. So the first one is that uh, you and your partner just had different values. You had different things that you wanted in life. And at first, when you met each other, maybe things like attraction or something were what brought you together, and you overlooked a lot of these value differences. Or maybe you were just unaware of them because you know it was new in the relationship and you didn't really do a lot of digging to really understand that person's personality, that person's value system, what that person wanted in life, and so on and so forth. And um, as you move forward and as uh, you need to start relying on things other than attraction and infatuation, you have to actually look at, at how the two of you actually have a dynamic together more than just, you know, the, the niceties of interacting in the present moment. Um, you might realize that you don't really share a lot of values and that can kind of rip a relationship apart. Um, and this is actually what happened with me and my, you know, my, my big ex, the, the woman that I was in a relationship with for seven years before I met my wife. Um, she wanted to be in a, in a like really kind of predictable, safe, stable, uh, secure environment where everything was kind of like the same from one day to the next, one week to the next and all that. And you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It just wasn't what, what I wanted out of my life. I wanted to do things like YouTube apparently, um, start an online business, travel the world, see the world, uh, just do interesting things. And so um, that's really ultimately why we really didn't work out in the long run. Um, I met my wife Mika though and things turned out a whole lot better uh, because she does share a lot of values with me. So that's the first reason why relationships often fail is because people don't have the same values. They don't want the same things in life. So that's why it's really important for you to do your best to understand the other person, their personality and all that stuff before getting into that committed relationship. You want to move a little bit slower and learn what that person's personality is like before you're just like, yeah, let's, let's get in a relationship. Yeah, I want to be your boyfriend. I want to be your girlfriend. And um, that can take a little bit of work. And it can be hard because it challenges us to say, okay, like I was talking about in the video on standards, which in the replay of this uh, video, once it's not live anymore, um, I'll go ahead and link to that over there in one of those video cards. Um, but, but that's why it's, it's important to have standards. So you know what's important to you in life and you know how to walk away from somebody who isn't getting those needs met for you when it comes to a partner, when it comes to a relationship, when it comes to other things going on in life. Um, so anyway, that's the first thing is that you just have different values. Now, if you do have the same values, if you do want the same things in life, 
your relationship still might not work out. And the reason for that uh, could be because you and your partner stop connecting with one another, you stop turning towards one another in order to get those emotional needs met, to um, really connect with one another, to really build a bond and a foundation with one another. And instead you start to either turn away from each other, you know, you start to kind of drift your own separate ways in life and maybe take on new values, new interests and so on and so forth. Or it could be because you stop really exploring that person. You stop looking at that person as like someone that you can learn more about, somebody that you can uh, understand them, and you start to just say, oh, okay, I, I know that person. They just like to work all the time. I know that person. They never like to pick up after themselves. I know that person. They uh, you know, are always looking to blame someone, to bail someone out, to, to bail them out of some situation, some dramatic thing that they may have gotten themselves into. And as soon as you start to paint another person with this broad brush, they actually stop becoming like a real human being, so to speak. I mean, obviously they're still a real human being, but in your mind, they're not really a, a human being. They're more of a caricature. They're more of a, a cartoon, really. Not like a, you know, animated cartoon, but, but kind of like an exaggerated version of an actual human being. And as this happens, our minds become closed to what that person might be experiencing, how that person might be growing, how that person might be developing, how that person might be changing and evolving in time. And as this happens, the gap between us starts to grow because we're not coming back and turning towards each other to connect. We're not coming back and bonding with each other. We're not coming back and checking in with each other. We're not coming back and continuing to build that emotional foundation. And as this gap starts to widen, it's only a matter of time before it expresses itself, it manifests itself as some sort of problem, right? Whether that's, oh, hey, I finally found somebody who actually is willing to connect with me and I had an affair on, on you. Or, oh, hey, I decided that, that you know, it's, it's easier for me to be on my own than it is for me to put up with all the drama from you or something like that. And I know this can be super hard, too. This can be really hard for a lot of people. Um, as a new parent, I can tell you that, that uh, it's definitely a massive life shift for me and my wife, Mika, to have to jump into that step of parenthood where, where suddenly all of our spare time is, is uh, revolved around these various chores that we need to do for our daughter, you know, like cleaning bottles, tidying up. Um, laundry, um, all sorts of other things. And it's easy to just get caught up in, in this constant uh, circus of day-to-day -day activity that we kind of forget to turn towards each other. And, you know, yeah, we have had some times where it's like, hey, you know, the gap is starting to get there. We need to, to kind of pull this back together so that we can actually come together and connect as, as a husband and wife. And, um, you know, like, like any couple, we've had our little... <laughs> uh, uh, moments of friction between each other um, over the past few months since becoming parents. But um, I, I would like to think that we've done a pretty good job of, um, of trying to keep that gap closed and keep our emotional connection strong because um, I do love my, lo my, my wife and I would like to stay married to her. Um, and I believe that she would also like the same thing as well too. Um, so anyway, that's why relationships fail and that is a little bit about 
what you can do to hopefully not have a relationship that fails. So number one, they fail because we don't do the proper validation beforehand to verify that the person that we're getting into a relationship with has the same values and wants the same things in our life. And so we end up kind of grinding up against them as our values are in conflict, as what we want in our lives are in conflict. Or number two is that we stop actually connecting with them and we start to see them as like, oh, that's just the person that's always grumpy. That's just the person that's always zoned out on their phone. That's the person that's always, uh, you know, whatever it might be. And so try to try to keep that in mind as you're moving forward with either your current relationship or with any relationship that you may have moving forward. And if this is something that you want to learn more about, you'd probably love our book over at modernlove.life slash book, modernlove.life slash book. It's called Be Love For Who You Are. You can pick it up for $7 US. Anyway, with that being said, I've noticed there have been several comments. Let's see if we have any interesting questions. Uh, let's see, hi Clay, hello from England, oh hello. Um, mine failed due to people in situations outside of the relationship affecting it. So I believe to get him back, I've got to um, fix those things. Yeah, yeah. So if there are people outside of your relationship that are maybe not supportive of it or discouraging of it or something like that, that's really about kind of the value thing that I talked about um, a moment ago where maybe somebody puts a lot of stake in the advice that their friends or family or something like that are giving them and they're not willing to listen to their own heart or what they actually want. And like I've, I've, I've seen this so many times where people say things like, oh, hey, all my friends and family say I shouldn't be with this person, but I really love them. What should I do? And you know, you've got to make the choice. You've got to make the choice and you have to own it. Like this can't be clay choosing your relationship for you, ultimately you have to choose your own relationship. This can't be your friends choosing the relationship for you. You have to choose your own relationship, who you're going to be in a relationship with or who you're not going to be in a relationship with. And so, um, you know, yeah, you can defer the choice to other people, but it's probably not going to be a very rewarding experience or a rewarding life if you just uh, let other people steer the boat. Um, let's see, what else we got here? Uh, good to see you again, Clay. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm trying to do these live streams on a uh, daily basis, at least during the week. I am, at least for the time being, going to be taking the weekends off. Um, let's see. I want to try to actively work to get things back, especially um, once I order the program next week. Oh, well, thank you. That's, you know, I can't wait to see you inside. Uh, you know, if you join the Modern Love Association, stop by and say hi. Um, What should we do if we want to learn about our partner, but they repeatedly lie, deceive, um, and uh, fact is the only option is to walk away? Well, again, this is, this is really about what you want in a relationship. If you are with somebody or there's somebody in your world that lies to you and deceives you, then you have to say, okay, why is it that I want to be in a relationship with somebody who lies to me, somebody who's not willing to tell the truth to me, somebody who's going to say one thing and then do the opposite. And um, I would hope that you love yourself enough to say, no, that's not what I want for a relationship. I want to be in a relationship with somebody who's honest, somebody who I can trust, somebody who I know when they say one thing, they're going to do it or at least do their best to do it. So um, 
it's, it's real, I mean, ultimately, it's, it's your choice. If you want to be in a relationship with somebody who lies to you, then hey, that's fine. But uh, again, my hope for you is that you wouldn't want that. My hope for you is that you would want to be in a relationship with somebody who's honest with you. And if this person is uh, lying to you and they are not willing to learn how to be more honest with you, then you have to accept them as they are. And, uh, and if you don't want to be with a liar, then you got to make that space in your life so that somebody can actually come into your life and uh, be honest. Let's see, what are the questions we got? Um, wow, I'm a great inspiration. That's, that's really cool. Thank you for saying that. Uh, sometimes I feel like weird when people say stuff like that because I, I like remember way back in 2011 when I started this YouTube channel and I'm, I'm, I'm just a guy. And they're like, oh, hey, let's start a YouTube channel. So I just went down to the park and filmed some videos. And those videos are kind of cringeworthy because I didn't have very good equipment and I didn't know what I was doing. But uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. So sometimes I forget that I, you know, my videos have been seen by, I think, almost 9 million people as of right now, which is, I mean, that would give me major stage fright if I knew I was about to talk to 9 million people. But um, how long is too long to try and get back together, I, I guess, with um, after almost four months, over 10 years? I guess you were in a relationship for 10 years? Um, again, so this is a choice you have to make on your own. You have to decide. I mean, there's no like magical clock out there that says, you know, hey, three months and 30 days is totally fine to get back together. But once that next day rolls over and it's four months even, um, then, you know, your situation's hopeless. There's nothing out there like that um, because it, it's going to change. It's going to change based off of how things are going between you and them. It's going to change based off of how your connection is. And um, ultimately, you have to make this choice on your own. But me, as somebody who would like to see you get a great relationship in your life, not as somebody who like knows everything, but just me as a, a, a person who wants good things for you, you know, what I would do is if it's been somewhere like between three to six months and you've seen zero progress, not slow progress, not less than you would like, but zero progress, like you are exactly in the same place that you were three months ago or six months ago or whatever, then I would, as somebody who wants to see you succeed and be happy and be loved in life, I would say, hey, is this something that you really want? Is this something that you're really committed to? And if the answer is yes, then hey, by all means, keep going. But if it's no, man, this is exhausting. Um, this is really draining for me. I don't really feel like I'm getting where I want to be. Then maybe it's okay to step back and say, hey, maybe this isn't the right time for me to try to work things out with this person. Maybe we can try again at some other point in, in the time, in time when, when maybe they're more open and more receptive, or maybe we'll just go our separate ways or something like that. But ultimately, you've got to make this choice. Let's see, we've got another question that just popped up here. Um, Max has been telling me for two months that her rebound isn't working. She tells me at random times during ANC, um, comments start to disappear. Uh, they just got a new apartment together, and is it common for exes to overcommit? Yeah, yeah, it's really super common for exes to overcommit. There's this uh, phenomenon called displacement, which is really common for rebound relationships, where you know maybe you and them you had a relationship at a certain level where you moved in together, you or maybe talking about getting married, you were talking about going on some you know, enormous vacation to some 
far off exotic country or something like that, and then the relationship ends for one reason or another, and they hop into a rebound relationship, and that relationship moves up super fast to get to approximately the same level of commitment that they had with you. So, you know, it might have taken like a year or something like that for the two of you to move in together or for you, the two of you to talk about getting married and then suddenly they're like talking about moving in together and getting married like just weeks or months later. And it's not because their relationship is like meant to be or anything like that. It's just because they're essentially trying to recreate the same relationship that they had with you, but with someone else. And it's kind of weird, but they're really still in the relationship with you. It's just you're not part of it. And it's, that's one of the reasons why, one of the many reasons why rebound relationships don't work. I should probably make a video on rebound relationships one of these days. But it's because people get overcommitted too fast. And that's really the first reason that we talked about in this video why relationships fail is because they don't actually stop to get to know the other person, to get to know if that person has the right values for them to actually want to be in a relationship with. They're just like, oh, hey, this is an attractive person. They're into me. Let's, let's do it, right? And so then before you know it, they're in over their head, and they don't know what to do, and things start spiraling out of control, and bad things end up happening because of that. Um, looks like lots of questions are pouring in. Um, I don't know if I'll, I don't think I'll have time to get to all of these. Uh, let's see if we can do one more. Um, I've been in no contact for two months, but my ex keeps posting on social media, uh, various memes, um, videos about, oops, disappeared, videos about the breakup. What does this mean that, what does this mean when they do that? Well, it sounds like they're probably trying to deal with the breakup, trying to express how the breakup with you is making them feel. Um, I don't know your ex, so I'm not sure if they're doing this specifically hoping that you will see these videos and they're like trying to rub salt in the wound or something. Um, if they are trying to do that, that's not a very nice thing to do and that is revealing to you about their character. But they might just be like not thinking about you as they're posting these videos, not thinking that you like follow them on social media. They're just thinking, oh, hey, I've got like 500 other friends on Facebook or something. I'm just gonna post these so that my other friends see it and know it. Like that's one of the hard things about social media really is that you know, you have these different circles of friends, right? Like you have your, your family, you have all the people you went to high school with, you have the people you went to college with, you have your coworkers, you have the people that you met in other random places. And you're like thinking about like one slice of your social circle as you're posting something and you're not thinking like, oh yeah, my parents are also gonna see this or oh yeah, my coworkers are also going to see this, or, oh yeah, my ex is going to see this. And it's easy to think like, oh, they're doing that, they're posting this thing on social media so that I will see it. But it's always, it's not necessarily that way. They might just be thinking something else. Um, so don't, don't overthink it. If you need to, what I recommend is to like, uh, uh, make it, like if it's Facebook, you can make it so that that person's Updates don't show up in your newsfeed, but you know, you're still like friends and all that. Um, there's probably some other setting that you could do on different social media platforms as well, too. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and end this live stream so it's not obnoxiously long. Um, if you have more questions, go ahead and ask them in the regular comment section below once this video is processed and it's a normal video. Um, but yeah, thanks again for, for stopping by, everybody. Thanks for all the comments and engagement. And if you want to check out that book, it's over at modernlove.life slash book, modernlove.life slash book. 
makes for some good weekend reading. Anyway, I hope you guys have a great weekend. I'll talk to you again on Monday.